Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. Normally we got the music playing. James, is that you? Who is that? Who dad? Who dad? Who dad? Chamez five thousand is back in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Oh, yeah. I used to go here. I used you to go said here. You replaced me. I was it's like it's like when you, you said that, that that was going on. I'm just here. I'm just here to clean the garbage, make sure you know the toilet paper is stocked, that sort of thing. So don't mind me. Will you make sure don't that the me. coffee grinds are not in the filters anymore? Can you please? I work apologize. On that that I was the morning crew. That was the morning crew. I apologize for on their behalf. We fired them. Yeah, yeah. We fired all of the. Uh, uh... <laughs> coffee grounds perpetrators exactly right that just we grounded the coffees uh ladies and gentlemen it's tuesday you know what that means you are now watching and listening and experiencing distance nerding part of the comic-con radio podcast family guess what she's Frey girl oh uh and he's uh jamez 5000 and we're here to nerd, to nerd At together. At some point in time. <laughs> we are talking about anything, pop culture, news, movies, food, music, wrestling, comics, Comic-Cons, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Guys, follow and don't us forget, follow on us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Discord, uh, Threads. Threads is a thing? Stitchy? Yeah. Threads Stitch? is a thing. Blue Sky. Oh, we're not on Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Well, is that but, but, really I mean, a thing? We are on MySpace. So MySpace is a is something that we're on. Yeah. Oh, you can follow us at Friends Distance to- Nerding. We should we should finish. Yeah. That. Right. Uh, and of course, guys, you can send us an email at dist. All right. So, guys, this week on deck, we've got the Geek End update. Nobody's fixed the graphic yet. What have you guys been doing? <laughs> the Oregon Trail on the way to Annie Medford. Oh, lights, camera, reaction. The god of mischief has managed to come back. What a starting rumors. Are we switching it up with a new switch? <gasps> the download. We go to the playhouse one last time oh man i'm I'm gonna cry uh when we talk about that and of course rounding it out at the end of the show of course we've got the breakdown we're bringing it home breaking down the finale of secret invasion and i just have to say i'm not upset just disappointed (laughs) wow but before we get into all of that (laughs) let me get a shout out uh, Shout out to Poddex. At- what? <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> 
He's got longest, <laughs> longest punchline ever. In fact, this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex, our unique interview question and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. If you're looking to be a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, level up with Poddex and check out poddex.com. Use code NERDING10 for 10% off. That's 10% off the decks, 10% off the merch. Uh, I think it's 10% off the subscription. Do what you got to do. Throw that code in nerding10 get 10% off at poddex.com now of course wait how long have i been on this show it's been months right i mean it's been a while i've been on several shows right yes yes i just now realized that nerding 10 was nerding 10 (laughs) oh it is (laughs) it is isn't it Oh. Like, Wait a minute. The most viral marketing in existence, right? It's like, oh my God, you guys tie everything together. <laughs> That's catchy. Who thought of that? Awesome. That's nice. Sorry. I uh, whoever that. thought of it was a genius, right? I was just like, Nerdington. Nerdington. Oh my God. <laughs> I've heard of that. That's a thing somewhere. I know that somewhere. I know that guy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if the show is brought to you by Poddex, we've got to let you know what brings you young Phil and all the uh, uh, ridiculous energy that young Phil has. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Debbie. That's right. Debbie's an emerging brand of energy drinks created to help focus, concentration, reaction time with no jitters or crash. Debbie contains no maltodextrin, no sugars, no fillers, no artificial colors or dies guys it's keto friendly for all of you guys trying to get into the keto lifestyle all that kind of stuff you want a little bit of energy there you go now you might be asking yourself what is the difference why should i get w over all of the gaming supplements that are out there i'm going to tell you right now w contains neurofactor it's a neurotropic derived from the coffee fruit neurofactor helps give your brain focus and clarity while the 150 milligrams of caffeine and three that's right i said three essential b vitamins help you stay alert and energized guys find out more about Debbie at www.debbie.gg. Use the code Nerding10. Get 10% off your order. Nerding10 post. Nerding10. Nerding10. <laughs> that is so smart. <laughs> Such a new, brand new concept. Hey, today's what? a special day. You know, not not because I I'm here. I never said I was smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. Neither of we. So. <laughs> look, 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 girl. Elbow cough. <laughs> Uh, apparently, I uh, Chad is already saying the flavors that I need to drink for W tonight are oh, wow. uh, Frey's favorites. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's because they're the only ones that Frey remembers. I think um, that's right. <laughs> So, so we're. I'm being told Calio Cream and Big Energy Tears, which is the blue raspberry and the uh, mango orange cream. Wait, uh, is that is that new? Called, that Cali. What is it called? Big Big Energy Tears. Big Energy Tears. Oh my gosh! Of course, it's my favorite. I didn't even know that's what it was called. And yeah, the blue raspberry is called Blue Energy Tears. Uh, the idea is that they're waging a war against Big Energy. Oh. Right. So it's the tears of blue uh, of Big Energy. Wouldn't they be raging against? the big the crash down after having your energy drink but the whole the whole thing is what they're saying is uh you know there's a bunch of different like energy companies out there and the big and big energy is trying to keep them down right right so you know these are the tears of big energy of big energy and they taste like blue raspberry exactly that tracks. Holding it up. got it i'm holding it up specifically because i just did the asmr oh you lick your fingers and and, and james didn't have to see me lick my fingers i didn't miss that yeah it's the uh, 
uh, I'm, I'm trying trying not to trigger the James uh, as much as we try to trigger the fray on a regular basis. Yes. You, like, speaking of triggering the fray, I brought snacks. You brought snacks. Well, hold on. Before, I oh my was god, eating those last night. <laughs> I'm gonna eat those right now. <laughs> oh god. Now, guys, we got one more shout out. Happy Saint Beards Day to the beard <gasps> that graveyard is attached to because today is Saint Beards Day, which is yeah. the day that graveyard was born. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're they're trying to tell me something there. Yeah. Graveyard born on St. Beard's Day. Yay! Yay! Of course, he's on, but he's drunk right now. Of course, me being super behind, so that's how we all feel about me. (laughs) Happiest of the St. Beard's. You're just the Barry Allen of distance nerding. That's all your fault. Oh, he's behind. (laughs) Barry Allen of distance nerding. That's great. Oh, you should see it. So Husby likes disc golf. Like he, he plays disc golf and he follows it. And there's this uh, disc golfer you can called. You follow disc golf? Yeah. I was like on ESPN? Yeah. Like on the Ocho? I was yeah. going to say, is it on ESPN 8? The Ocho? I don't think it's on 8, but they do like show it on ESPN. But um, he follows. They've got like a, a team that goes around and they film all of them. And so he gets to see all the professional matches. So he watches those. But there's a, there's a disc golfer on there and his name is James Conrad. And I thought it was funny because it sounds like James Cameron. So I kept saying things like, well, you know, he's the James James uh, Conrad of golf, of stick golf. Or, oh, he's the James Conrad. So I was saying LeBron James was the James Conrad basketball. <laughs> so that's, that's our thing. That's so right. if you ever hear me say, oh, they're the James Conrad of something, it's I don't know why I was telling that story, but there you go. And now he's made his dubby and we're back on track. All right, Frey, um, <laughs> let's try this flavor. Let's see how good it is. Uh, see if I would do this in the future. What was it? The tears? tears Big under of... tears and Calio cream. And it is scrumdiddlyumptious. I will do it again. See? So that would be blueberry and what? It, no, blueberry, it's blue raspberry. Mungo, orange. It's blue raspberry, mungo, orange, uh, and okay. cream of some yeah. sort. Hold on. Hold on. We get it. You're Latino. You can, you can just say mango, okay? <laughs> You don't have to be mungo. I don't think he can. I don't. I think that he is. It's not like trying to. It's it's like trying to say tortilla. I can't. I can't just tortilla. It's, it, it sounds. Tortilla? It feels. It's tortilla. Found that's it. It feels even weirder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a jalapeno. Oh, Are you gonna put a jalapeno? You gonna you gonna put a jalapeno jalapeno on that? We need put a jalapeno on the thing over here. See your dang quesadilla. Eat your dang quesadilla. Oh. Every time that somebody oh. says a word wrong, I just you know I think you know what they read it somewhere and i have to applaud reading because not a lot of people read anymore (laughs) and i approve of reading there you go there you go we have to do it every week so there we go ladies and gentlemen it is now time to get into the geek noise cancellation <laughs> distance nerding. Fact, it's distance not noise cancellation. I'm actually turning my slider down so that way I don't have to scream as loud. <laughs> okay, DJ Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Distance Nerding is on Comic-Con Radio. Listen to Distance Nerding and our second show, A Comic Conversation via Comic-Con-Radio.com. And there's new, there are new Comic-Conversations up right now. Yeah. yeah. Do you speak Spanish? See? Si? Yes. See. Si. That's awesome. So this Three was kind of bubbles. a special one. <laughs> this was a special <laughs> one, though. You released the um, Olivia Hack and Gray Delisle yes. episode, right? Yes, absolutely. And it was, it was a great interview. Uh, now, we also have a 
another interview with Gray Delisle coming up with a friend of the show, Jackie Lastra. Uh, so essentially, I've started season two at this point. So look out for a new episode every week. I like it. So Yay. check those out. Comic-Con-Radio.com slash the podcasts. Hey, somebody should pop that in the chat. Should they? Maybe, maybe that um, should be you. Because I'm, I'm just going to speak on the fact that my boy Sean just said, the tears of your enemies, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> no, tears of your enemies are purple. The tears of big energy are blue. It's it's a distinction, I know, but it's slight, but that's what it is. Tears of your enemy are always purple. If so, okay. So if you're drinking your the the tears of your enemy, mm -hmm. which is an energy drink, mm -hmm. are you still drinking their energy drink? Yeah, you're sucking it's the very, energy from them. Yeah. It's very meta. Yeah. It's very meta. Yeah. I drink no, tears of my enemies with my coffee. <laughs> I like Game to start my day with a little extra energy. I drink my own tears. Well, that's, every that's, morning. That's that's just called depression. Well, it, okay. I mean, unless All right. you are your own worst enemy, <laughs> you got like a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Feels like. Guys, All right, what are we doing? About our next, let's talk about our next live show, next live event here. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Medford, August 12th and 13th in Central Point, Oregon. Uh, guys, let's talk about the uh, the guests that we're going to be having or we're going to be talking to. We're going to be having a whole bunch of fun. Uh, we're going to be talking to Jackie Lashra. I just mentioned her a second ago. Elise Bauman, uh, Rick Robertson, uh, Michelle Marie, uh, Marie Westbrook, uh, and of course, uh, friend of the pod, Peter Kalamis, uh, a.k.a. Goku. Yeah. Right? Am I am I late on that one? <laughs> Guys, uh, if you're anime fans and you're in the area, even if you're not in the area, fly. Make your way there, right? I mean, just make your way to Anna Medford. We're going to be talking about all, talking with a whole bunch of anime uh, um, kind of just celebrities, right? Elise Bauman played yeah. Pan in Dragon Ball GT. Rick Robertson is Deborah from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, of course, Michelle Marie is uh, Sumi from uh, uh, Demon Slayer. Uh, Marie Westbrook was in Cyberpunk, which I'm excited mm -hmm. for. I love the Cyberpunk show. It was super mm -hmm. gory, so if you're not into that kind of stuff, and you know don't jump into it but i mean you know that that show was actually really well done uh and then peter kalamis of course uh, uh goku uh from dragon ball z jackie lastra has been in all kinds of stuff um and we're also going to be doing a uh a, a trivia uh, almost like a not just trivia but we're going to be doing a um uh, pop quiz we're gonna be giving away prizes actually this morning uh and just kind of please tell me that you're calling it pop quiz hot shot <laughs> pop quiz hot shot <laughs> pop quiz hot shot um <laughs> but I'm just sorry. to kind of show you guys this is just gonna be really quick i wrote a whole anime uh uh trivia thing this morning i have 41 questions in here right now so throw yeah. throw one question out there right now okay uh you know what and, and specific somebody answers answer this if somebody if somebody answers in the chat mm -hmm. maybe we'll send them like a, a sticker pack or something like that oh, okay cool okay let's i, I want to do something i'm rooting for you guys because I'm I never going to know the answer to any of this. I want to do something a little more difficult because I know Sei Wong's in the in the chat right now. And Sei Wong is an anime, like, you know, he's he's a big anime nerd, I guess. He says he's not a nerd, but, you know, I mean, he's an anime nerd. Uh, Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. <laughs> he's a nice speed reference I did there. <laughs> <laughs> is that where that's from? Yes. <laughs> no, I've seen the movie, but it's like when I, I say Wookie and I never remember where I get it from. And it's from freaking Jabba the Hutt. When... Oh. Freaking Star Wars, A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, he says something about the Wookiee. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I sing this little song whenever a Wookiee appears on any show, any of the Star Wars shows, I sing, I did it all for the Wookiee. And it annoys <laughs> my partner. 
And yeah, so it's all fun around for Frey. And clip at all 28 right. minutes, 20 seconds for the <laughs> Wookie song. The next <laughs> YouTube <laughs> short coming. Hey. Where's my oh, question? Boy. I don't care. I'm uh, ashamed. Right here. So uh, actually, I didn't want to ask that one. Let's go with this one. Name the original creator and writer of the Attack on Titan manga and anime. What? Oh, that's, I mean, that's so that's easy. Deep. I can't believe that's the question that you would ask. I mean, I don't know who would know that. I mean, that's uh, crazy. Stephen King. No. Stephen, King. Um, Stephen King definitely wrote Attack on Titan. That's that's definitely uh, Daniel Steele. Daniel Steele. No. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer, not to get one. Stephanie Meyer, definitely. Guys, uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this right now. No, it was. The first person to DM me the answer to that question, to DM us on Distance Nerding on uh, on Instagram, uh, the first person to DM me the answer to that question, I'm sending them a uh, Funko Pop. So Wait, we well, got. Wait, well, hold on. Wait a second. Oh, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Lopez, no, Lopez's girl got it. Tolkien? No. Jimmy Lopez's girl got it. Isayama? Yeah. That was my next one. Najimi, that was my next. Or is it Nahimi Isayama? Hajimi. Hajimi Isayama? It's a Hajimi. Yeah, no, Lopez's girl won that one. Oh, Thomas Barley in the left. Uh, laid in the game on that one. Yeah, yeah. Lopez's Thomas girl, do me Harley. a favor. Lopez's girl, do me a favor. Shoot me a DM on Instagram uh, with your address uh, and uh, all of your contact information. I will send you a Funko Pop and uh, and a whole bunch of like uh, fun stuff to go with that. Okay. So what are you gonna send Thomas Harley? Send him a consolation what prize. Will is saying Lopez's girl is hit him up on Insta with oh, your yeah. deets yeah. and then um, he's DM gonna me, send you the swag yeah. and become your drip dealer all the so. drip all of drip. uh thomas barley uh same thing send, send me uh, uh send me your address uh dm us on instagram i'll send you a constellation prize here man look at you you get a prize it's not gonna be like you get a prize you get a prize his fingernails or something is sending it to you in the mail because that would be creepy and weird why are you giving yeah away but my somebody wants <laughs> why but guys, uh, that's that's for anybody who wants to uh, come and check us out at uh, at Anna Medford. Uh, just so you know, guys, we you know if you know the way that we do our trivia, I don't like doing easy questions, uh, and we have a lot of like hard plus easy ones in there. So uh, just come and see us at uh, Anna Medford. We're going to be giving away prizes. We're going to be having a whole bunch of fun. And we're going to be doing a bunch of interviews, and uh, those interviews will end up on um, on Comic Conversation. So just to tie them both together, guys, head over to. Annie, A-N-I-Medford.com. Uh, buy your tickets. We'll see you at the show. That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I hope that there are Anakin Skywalkers, animated versions of Anakin Skywalkers there. Oh, and you know it's what? it's Annie, Annie Medford. Get there. Get to the show early. Get to the show early because Young Phil has a new thing where he likes to go hang out with everybody in the line. Yeah. And uh, and maybe give some stuff away. So if you're going to Annie Medford, get there early. Yes. I don't know, Say Wong. I, I, we were talking about this. This, what was the last week or week before last about the Funko Pop rule? And I'm I I don't know. I don't know. Is this where are. where like our celebrities not able to like sell Funko Pops or? It's like scalpers can't like because scalpers will buy like all of the um, packages up that have the Funko Pops in them oh. and then sell the Funko Pops to people at an exaggerated amount. Is that right, Say Wong? Because that's what we were talking about, right? Hey, Kai Cape in the house. What up, Kai? I assume that's Van. 
I would assume that's Van. Van. Yeah. Vanny Van. All right. Well, so we need to like get the show going. Because it's time to start. Rumors. I don't know where to get in their nose, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes true. Oh, let's got some rumors. I want to got some rumors with you. Uh, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and keep uh, SpongeBob and uh, and Patrick biting their non-existent nails on the screen just I mean, a little bit longer. I mean, but they just don't have them. Sponges don't have nails. Sponges saying, really like, aren't just, supposed to have arms. Just, just a little bit longer so that Frey can be a little bit, like her anxiety can just build a little bit. And moving on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, no, I'm more anxious now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, even more anxiety. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about some rumors here, guys. So Adam Driver apparently turned down that fantastic role, uh, four role after he read the script. And this, this kind of surprises me on, uh, on some levels, right? So over the past several months, there have been reports that Adam Driver was offered the role of Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four by Marvel. At one point, it was reported that he accepted the offer. At another more recent point, it was reported that the actor priced himself out and that the deal was never made. Uh, the actor turned down... The the actor turned Marvel down very early on after he read the script for the film. So uh, even before I jump into, uh, you know, the tacos on the table on this one, um, actually just tacos on the table. Did he did he turn it down because he didn't like the script? Well, so I'm going to say something now and it's going to be a little cheeky. So I'm just preparing you all for that. I guess he wasn't so fantastic after all. Woo! Ouch. <laughs> no. Okay. So I know that Marvel doesn't let people read the script before they make a deal. Right. Uh, you have to sign a whole bunch of things before you even get to look at a script. So but I, I don't like know if this is true or not. I, I just, I say this has a I don't know some, for some reason he didn't want to do it he thought he might want to do it I bet the money was good and then for some reason he decided not to do it now do we know if that's because he didn't want to commit to what they wanted is it because the script sucked is it because he wanted too much money it could right. be all three of those things I, I wonder if him coming on like if he had a contingency just because he is a, a, a slightly bigger name that they may have been trying to shop for that he was like I want to read the script because I want to know what I want to know I want to know what the character is getting into and like kind of like how this role is going to play before I sign anything with you guys and I wonder if Disney was just like okay you know what we'll let you read it and he was just like no fuck this shit I'm not doing this I mean it may have been they he would and he'd also have to sign an NDA then that he yeah and I'm sure he signed an NDA yeah. I'm sure he signed an NDA I mean he seems like the kind of guy that like you know would, like like if he knew any kind of like you no know, almost tradecraft on what's going on with this film that he was just like no he's not going to sign anything uh, if anything the rumor comes from like you know he he told somebody like i read the script didn't like it and and that was where it got left you know yeah or someone just said oh did you read the script and he said yeah and then they ran with it like, right so, a lot of times that's where, that's where like a lot of the rumors can come from is like yeah you know he just said yeah. meh and people were like oh he didn't like it and, you know and i think everybody's grasping at straws for stuff right now too because of the strike and everything so i do think that you know and this is a big deal if they didn't get adam driver or whatever i'm okay with adam driver not being in film i would be okay if 
he was in the film. Right. And, you know, I, I think that's fine. You know, he's going to be okay if he doesn't make a Mar uh, MCU movie or if he does make one. That's, right. I mean, that it, I'm sorry, but this is what it's going to be. He's he's already a big star. He's going to keep being a big star. Um, So I'm okay with that. I would be okay if they did unknowns for the Fantastic Four, but we don't know where they're going with it. So, you yeah. know, there's that. But yeah, right. I'm not putting any tacos on the table, though. No, uh, I'm, I mean, it's hard to call as far as like tacos on the table for this one. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think there's multiple reasons why he may have turned it down. I mean, like the whole thing was, you know, it started off with I, he priced himself out. I think it was like he entertained the idea of doing a Marvel movie, but I don't, I don't think he wanted to do one in the first place. Well, yeah, and I think that might be it is that it was more a, you know, how long the commitment was. Because I really think that was it. He really complained about how long he had to do the Star Wars movies. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. it was that was his one big complaint was that it was you know he was committed to a movie franchise for that long of a time and you know for the Fantastic Four it could be 10 years or uh, more that he would be committed to the MCU right right uh, hey, I mean look at that it's the beard the beard himself. oh the beard is in there uh, so so that that means uh, one more time happy St. Beard's one Day happy St. Beard's Day to the person that is attached to the beard graveyard happy saint beard today happy saint beard's day happy uh, month of graveyard so before we move on uh right now the people who are rumored to uh to be in contention for reed richards uh obviously we had adam driver but uh pen bagley is still in in, in the running mm -hmm. and now there's talks that john krasinski's back in the in the running so I, I honestly think john krasinski is the uh is the smartest idea because he's already played reed richards i want johnny boy I, I would love John Krasinski to play Reed Richards. I think yeah. that he knocked it out of the park when he played Reed Richards uh, in 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 the uh, Doctor Strange movie. I, I'd want to see what he could do with the full movie. Yeah, and I'd like to see him interact with more than just the people in one room. You know, like I want to see how he interacts with the first family of Marvel. You know, I mean that's that's kind of what I want to see. And the way that he was with uh, Elizabeth Olsen, right. I just thought he was trying to be in, in, you know empathic, but also empathetic and right. empathetic empathetic okay um so yeah now he he had that but he also was like look stand down you know he was trying to talk it through before just going into battle and that is absolutely something that reed would do so i think of all of it oh, I'm turning a short. <laughs> If he, he did Jim Halpern, that would be amazing. I would love that so much. It would be funny if they got uh, who uh, who played uh, uh, what's her name uh, in in the office. Her name, the actress's name is Jenna Fisher. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like if she played uh, Invisible Woman, oh, that yeah, would be funny. That would, and be, then, that would be great, actually, especially since they got married. But uh, we're 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 dragging this one on a little bit. No, we they didn't get married. <laughs> she was married to James Gunn. No, I'm in the show. They got married. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, Jim and in Pam. Yeah, I was going to say Jenna Fisher and James Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Uh, so let's let's move on into the next story here, guys. I say guys, but it's just you know, me and you in the chat. Uh <laughs> there are some guys in the chat. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know what? Let's switch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I love I, I love I love that transition. You get a uh you get one of these. <laughs> Next year will mark the seventh anniversary of the Nintendo Switch. Oh my gosh. Are we going to go to its preschool graduation? All right. Uh, 
It launched March 3rd, 2017. Rumors have been circulating for years about the successor to Nintendo Switch. It's looking increasingly likely that a launch will be happening in 2024. Okay, Nintendites. According to Video Games Chronicles. Oh, oh Beardites. Remember, everybody in the chat right now is a Beardite. Beardite. Uh, development hits are now in the hands of Nintendo's key partners, with quotation marks, uh, with a launch plan for the second half of next year. Sources for the outlet claim that the system will still have a cartridge slot for physical games. Though backwards compatibility remains unclear, it's also plausible possible the system may launch with an LCD screen rather than an OL to help reduce costs. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, doesn't say like there's no like name. No, so I mean that's that's what they call a Switch 2 for now. I mean it's the same yeah. thing where like, you know, it, it, they always give it like, you know, whatever name that people want to give it next. But I mean, knowing Nintendo, it's not going to be called a switch it's going to be like a completely different name. you know maybe they should call it a lily pad a lily pad i don't know right. i mean well, you know that but mario got into the thing and he had lily he jumped on lily pads and he true. jumped on all sorts of stuff you're not so. wrong uh so tacos on the table uh is nintendo coming out with a new console next year it's been what seven years yeah yeah they are i'm gonna put all my tacos on the table james isn't here to see that i'm putting all of my tacos on the table because usually when he's here i I parse it out. <laughs> Uh, so Graveyard in the chat saying uh, supposedly it's supposed to be uh, as powerful as the PS4. Uh, I mean, it, Nintendo's always kind of like in that route where the 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 power in their console is always a generation behind, which is fine, you know, because they do focus on the gameplay more than they do the graphics. But I mean, yeah, even I mean, if it's PS4 graphics, that, that it's going to up their game significantly as far as the type of games that they can put on their console. The tweet. Actually, you know, they could call the next console Twitter because apparently it's gone now exactly. anyway uh like anyway uh yeah so i yeah i think that that's fine i enjoyed playing all the nintendo games when i had like when we had the wii and i had the super nintendo and stuff i like playing all those games they were really replayable you know i feel like and i like the the whole concept of the switch i don't i don't have one and i probably won't get whatever the new stuff is it's just i don't play enough and my family doesn't play that those games enough so we go with pete the the playstation or we go with Xbox. Yeah. Or I mean, like, I, I have an Xbox. Right. I have an Xbox. I want to get a PS5, but I've been wanting to get a Switch for a while. Um, mostly because some of the games I want to play, but then also because there's like, Nintendo has a lot of uh, a lot of their their games are a lot better to play with with people. Yeah. It, I would. Yeah. That's very. It's a lot more like social. A lot more party games. games, right? There's, yeah. there's a lot more party games that you can play with Nintendo. Uh, that you can't necessarily. I mean, you, there's some that you can play on Xbox and stuff like that, but. Xbox is more of like a online play kind of thing. Yeah, uh, uh, now I, I also see it being a smart move on Nintendo. Uh, also, just considering that Xbox made a point or Microsoft in general made a point of if they acquire Activision, that a lot of those games are going to be cross-platforming to Nintendo. So I think it makes sense for Nintendo to come out with a console that has better graphics and kind of like, a, a you know, more intensive gameplay if they're going to be getting more of these kind of like cross-platform games. 
Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, Nintendo has always uh, had a hard time fighting the we're a, k- a kids console. Right. Um, when I mean, there are a lot of games that adults would play too. But I mean, I'm the worst to talk to because I play Lego games and most Lego games are kids. So <laughs> I'm just telling you, don't go by my recognition. Nothing wrong with Lego games. I, I love them. I love them. They're my life. Okay. So um, uh, on YouTube, don't let me chat and post in the chat anymore. Okay. Gra- graveyard it's, it's okay graveyard whatever you say on twitch i will make sure i put on screen for everyone to see yeah you'll yeah yeah um I'm the green guy right, exactly uh so so with that being said uh my tacos are on the table i think nintendo is going to come out with a new console next year i think it's overdue for them uh i mean yes they did just do a um an up technically an upgrade on the switch with the oled model but uh i think that it is it's it's about time for them to to to, to move on and, and do a new console especially with the steam deck and the way that the steam deck is kind of like revolutionizing handhelds uh i think that it makes sense for nintendo to do something that that can up the graphics and uh i mean like they, the, the technology is there for their for them to improve on you know so and we're so we're so we're going so much more to that handheld like mobile society where we just need to have everything at our fingertips at all times kind of thing so if they did a, like an update like another other handheld or mobile platform which would be awesome i might get it i mean i might get it for animal crossing i hear that's fantastic and i would probably get addicted to it and like this is a reason for me not to go and get a switch right now because if they come out with a new console next year it's like now i gotta like switch this out for this one switch it oh yeah uh all right guys so that's it for our rumors here today uh let's get into the uh to the news because guys it is now time for uh Keep that on the screen a little bit. Trigger some uh, some feelings here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Check out the Distance Nerdington post for more news, all the trailers, reactions. Let us know what you're nerding out on uh, this week. So we've got all kinds of stuff on the Nerdington post. Uh, of course, Cam is always posting new things. James is always posting stuff in the chat. Um, all just trying to keep everything uh, uh, up and running and staying on top of the news as much as possible. Uh, so guys, let's uh, let's talk some mutants here, uh, specifically teenage mutants that also happen to be ninjas and uh reptiles that are inside of a tank uh paramount pictures and nickelodeon movies have announced that they are already developing a sequel to teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem and they're also developing a two-season series that will serve as a bridge between the films the spin-off series will be titled hails the teenage mutant ninja turtles and it will <laughs> debut on paramount plus of course uh without james being here because he's in a meeting uh let's let's just Let's go ahead and talk about the uh, Tales of the Opsis. Synopsis. The turtles will be challenged like never before as Leo, Raph, Donnie, and Mikey each go it alone for the first time. Faced with new threats and teaming up with old allies, the turtles will discover who they really are when they don't have their brothers at their sides. Uh, So there's no information shared on the story for the sequel, but director Jeff Rowe has teased that he wants to introduce the villains Shredder and Krang, uh, which apparently aren't going to be in in the first movie. I mean, but but it, it also makes sense. You know, 
know what I mean? Like Shredder is their biggest villain, but uh, I think they're going with Baxter Stockman in the first one. I, I think wanna so say, too. I want to say I saw Baxter Stockman in the trailer for the first movie. Yeah, the, that trailer was before Barbie when I went and saw it. Okay. So, and yeah, I, I actually, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll watch it. So I will watch it. I'm just not going to watch it um, in the theater. I'll wait until it comes to streaming. <laughs> <laughs> you said they don't call him Baxter. I'm, but I mean, uh, Baxter. Um, but I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I am interested in this. Like the trailer looks really good. Um, it, it's gonna be weird to see, and, and it's not really weird because I mean, like you know, if the turtles became what they are because of like you know uh, the ooze and everything like that. Oh, speak of the devil. Oh my, it's Mephisto, everyone. And we're here to nerd together. To nerd together for the 137th time. At some point in time. Nerding <laughs> 10. That's weird. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I never, huh? Never put right, that James. together. So we're 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 talking I about. I make myself vulnerable to you, and this is what I get. <laughs> All right, James, just to catch you up for a second. Here, I make myself vulnerable to you. I got cookies, and I can't stop eating them. <laughs> Sorry, you're catching up, TMNT. Uh, so we're talking about uh, how the villain for the first movie is supposed to be Baxter Stockman, uh, and that they're talking about introducing Shredder and Krang as the villains for the second movie. Ooh, I like that. That's nice. I, I was saying, I like the idea of, I mean, every property for Ninja Turtles that we get, it's always Shredder, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of cool that they're going with a villain that that isn't Shredder for the first time, or even though he's the biggest villain in TMNT. Um, but we get someone like, you know, um, like a Baxter Stockman, Stockman or uh, like a bebop and a rock steady things like that right now getting Shredder in the second movie and Krang which would be amazing because uh, I don't think we've gotten a proper Krang in a while mm -mm. Definitely was I mean, a Modoc. Kind of like it was a Modoc. It's kind of like though, you know, uh, this franchise has decided that the heroes are the most important, and that it's not the most important thing to have a villain that could be overhyped. Hmm. And this is her talking shit about the Joker again. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that out there, guys. He doesn't like the Joker. Well, not that she doesn't like the Joker. The Joker's overhyped. All right. Uh, TMNT Mutant Mayhem comes out of the sewers August 2nd, 2023. That's tomorrow. <laughs> That's also known as tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Invincible creator Robert Kirkman has confirmed that the main villain in season two of Invincible um, will be Angstrom Levi. Maybe, oh my god maybe related to zachary levi i don't know he's, he's definitely uh shazam <laughs> right and in a recent interview he's interview no, with... he's just don't <laughs> <laughs> in a recent interview with Collider, he teased the character's story arc. The second season of Invincible hits Amazon Prime on November 3rd this year. I like Invincible. I love I know you guys talked those, about it just recently with that special Adam Eve episode. Yeah. Yes. That was really cool. I dug that. It's like a nice little teaser for the season that's coming. Right. Yes. Now, what, what's surprising what, or like what surprised me? Uh, so on, on Instagram, for those of you who uh, haven't checked it out at all because uh, I'm going to actually look up where we're at with that right now but on Instagram uh, I posted you know, a uh, superhero super showdown right? I've been doing that for like every every day of this or not every day but every 
other day this week, and I did Superman versus Omni-Man versus Homelander. Who would win in a fight? Surprisingly, everybody voted for Superman. Uh, Omni-Man, <laughs> gotta remember that Viltrumites are basically Kryptonians. They're the same, they have the same powers, they have the same, the only different, the biggest difference is Viltrumites don't have a vulnerability the way that Kryptonites do. Well, the biggest difference is mustaches, so. Kryptonians. Uh, oh, Kryptonians, sorry, Kryptonians do. Uh, and Viltrumites, not only that, uh, they are, think Zod, but way more, way more trained, right? Because like Zod's big thing was he didn't understand his powers. Uh, and that's kind of what gave Superman the uh, um, advantage the advantage over him. When you put someone like like Omni-Man, when you put no uh, Noah, uh, was it, his name's Noah, right? No. Noah uh, Grayson? Because Mark no. Grayson is invincible. So. No, right. But I mean, uh, is his name Noah? Oh, Nolan. Nolan. Uh, Nolan Grayson, right? Yeah, Nolan Grayson. When, when you look at Nolan Grayson, mm -hmm. Nolan Grayson is Superman, but with evil intent and willing to kill. So I think Omni-Man would win that fight hands down. And he Home doesn't really Robin's care like what the this. public thinks. Either. right 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 uh and then and then of course homelander is just i mean he he's he's basically a mutate though he's he's a cheap version of superman both of them would mop the floor with the, with homelander uh I mean, homelander was just he would be out like immediately and yeah. then they just go toe to toe so right and i just don't know i sean saying still... same thing here right like sean saying omni man has no morals and that's kind of why i say in a fight between the three of them i think omni man would win only because omni man is the guy who does not give two shits about anybody that's that's true. That is true. You know, okay. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I think Superman would win. And I said, like, we talked about this last week and I said, no, Superman would totally win. And I do think he would. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it would be one of those fights with whoever wins may not survive as well. <laughs> I think that, you know, because they're very even matched. I, I yeah. think. And, you know, we really don't know the limits of either one of them. Homelander is a little bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> he kind of is. He just wants some milk. That's all it is. He just wants a little bit of milk. Oh my uh, god, I don't. I'm gonna I just saw, if we keep talking about milk. I just saw the 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 timer finish and it goes, finish your thought. And you're like, uh Homelander's a little bitch. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh so so again, guys, uh Invincible coming out November 3rd. Uh and and I'm excited for it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm very excited for it. I love I, oh, I'm so excited. Uh so basically what we're saying is though, is that really Invincible is more like Superman than he is like Omni-Man. Yes, I would say that... Little Boy I would Scouty. Say, yeah. I, I would say that his son is definitely... Invincible is a lot more like Superman than he is. But he's also not as strong, just because... Right. He, he's half yeah, human. He's half human. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I mean, I get it. I was just thinking that that would be more of a, a comparison than would be Superman versus... Or, well, Superman and Invincible, because, you know, it's the whole learning about your powers and all that kind of stuff, so... God, Sean, I love you. On. Yeah, let, let's move on, but then also... Sean, I love you, man. <laughs> wow, Philippe went full, went there. I got milk commercial. <laughs> Speaking of Superman, sad day at the Playhouse. Yeah. Paul Rubens, best known for playing Pee Wee Herman over the years, passed away this Sunday after a private battle with cancer. He was 70 years old. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize he was that old. All the feels, man. Well, yeah, he's been around forever. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, because, you know, yeah, he was big in the 80s. But I mean, at the same time, I, di I didn't realize that he was, God, 80s were 20 or 40 years ago. 40 years ago, dude. Yeah, he is that old. He, or he was that old. And oh my God, I still feel yeah. like the 80s was only like 10 years ago, dude. All right. So I'm just. <laughs> and the 90s were five years ago. Exactly. And 2000s were like three years ago. We're good at math. <laughs> 
Okay. okay. Uh, a message that Ruben previously wrote uh, that was shared on his social media said, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing the last six years. I have always felt a huge amount of love and respect for my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Oh, so sad. I don't want to even read the rest because it'll make me sad. I'll read it. I, I, I mentioned it at the top of the show. I might cry because... I'll go ahead and read it. Okay, you yeah. read it so we can see Phil cry. Yeah, because you're, you're, you two are babies, but I'll read it. Okay. The post caption written by his estate reads, Last night, we said farewell to Paul Rubis, an iconic American actor, comedian, writer, and producer, whose beloved character, Pee Wee Herman, delighted generations of children and adults with his positivity, whimsy, and belief in the importance of times. Paul bravely and privately fought cancer for years with his trademark tenacity and wit. A gifted and prolific talent, he will forever live in the comedy pantheon and in our hearts as a treasured friend and man of remarkable character and generosity of spirit. He we will be missed. So sad. Rest in peace, Paul Rubens. I mean, honestly, it, it, it sucks. You, you know what I hope, though, at some point? So you guys know he did a uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse Live, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it went back to the um, it went back to the original adult comedy that it was that he intended yeah. it to be. I think uh, they did it as a stage show. Right. I'm hoping that somebody recorded that or that he had it recorded at some point and we get like there's a, a like an HBO or a Max special or something of uh, uh, Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman live. That would be awesome. Didn't they do I, it on Netflix? Did they, they do that? Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. You guys keep talking. Because like yeah. um, if there is a live version of that, because uh, I know they had like documents and there was like you know they had like snippets of it but i didn't know that if they did put out a full version of it i really want to watch it well i know that there are underground recordings of like before he became like before it became a kids show and he was doing it on stage because that's where it started right. that there were a lot of people that that recorded those so we may start seeing some of those as well but yeah it's really sad i mean it's sad that he battled the cancer alone for so long and it's also sad that you know he passed away yeah uh, i mean i mean it's sad I loved him in Buffy. So, you know, I loved him before that. But, you know, I remember when I saw it, I was like, I said, oh, I'm so I was like, I'm so sad. But maybe now he'll be able to clap as, you know, he had one of his arms got torn off in Buffy. <laughs> That was like a big scene in there where she he said, I can do anything you can do. And she said, oh, really? Clap. And he couldn't clap because he only had one arm. Oh, so I, uh, and lefty. So rude. And again, we want to remember all the funny things, all the all, all the all the things uh, that made us love Paul Rubens. Right. I mean, like another example of something I love, a character that I love that he did was um, in uh, in Mystery Men. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I loved yeah. him in Mystery Men. Because that was his comeback. He hadn't. He hadn't been acting for a few years and he came his comeback was mystery man and i loved that character it was so good yeah he was in nightmare before christmas uh penguin's father and batman returns i loved him in that it was him and carol uh Payne, right right and then also yeah. uh he he came back i remember it was a big deal when he came back to play Bang penguin's father again in gotham yeah oh yeah that was yeah it was he, like it you was... play a different version of the same character it's almost like how jk simmons plays J. jonah jameson in like three different universes i love that yeah, or like uh, uh, Kevin Conroy doing all the animated Batmans. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like he did that. So he became associated with it 
and Paul Rubens really did become associated with being with being Penguin's father. And he just, I know he just loved all the characters that he played. Like he really enjoyed entertaining people. That's why he got into it. So Ark had to put his name up the spline, right? But it, but you have to do it with the with the heavy lisp that he had. Right? The spline, <laughs> the spline. <laughs> I love well, it. Paul, Paul Rubens, you will be missed, man. Yeah. The red bow tie won't be the same without you in it. Right. I think it's on, <laughs> on Voodoo. Um, the, the, it's called a Pee Wee Herman show on Broadway. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. I like. I, it's something I definitely yeah. want to watch. You're definitely going to uh, buy it because um, Phil Lamar's in it. Oh. Just, okay, so hold on. Did, did Phil Lamar play? Um, God, what was his name? Cowboy Carl. Cowboy Carl. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I was actually gonna say, did he play? Uh, um, I always said Captain Carl, and I was like, it's not Captain. He was. It was Cowboy. Cowboy Carl. <laughs> I'm, I'm now. I'm forgetting the actor who played him. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence, but it was it was Larry Fishburne back then. Yeah, it was Larry Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. he didn't start going. He, he when he started doing more serious acting, he called himself Lawrence. Yeah. But he was Larry Fishburne back then. Who was married? Who's who? Either is currently or was married to Gina Torres. Right. Who was on Angel Ooh, and you, Angel was a spinoff of Buffy. You got this whole like conspiracy theory board I going. I love it. Day. I do can it all do day. this God. all day. Before we move on, the last thing I just have to <laughs> comment on what Eric said. I remember playing a mod for the original PC Doom where all the enemies screamed like Dewey when you shot them. So <laughs> I, I can just imagine every time you shot uh, uh, one, of, one of those demons, you just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, let's move on here. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, I love you, man. Oh. The Hollywood Shuffle is hitting Sony. You ready for this? More Hollywood Shuffle. Yep, Come Sony on. Pictures has shuffled up a bunch of release dates for its upcoming slate of anticipated anticipated films. I guess so. I don't know. That's a strong. Some word. of them are anticipated. anticipated. I'm not gonna call anticipated. Um, I mean, we're anticipating that they're coming out. I don't know if we're anticipating seeing them. some of them I are know, right well uh, at least, at least three of these I'm anticipating. Somewhere. yeah three of these i'm anticipating so and some of them were just perspirating yeah so ghostbusters firehouse the sequel right um is going from december mm -hmm. of this year to march of next year so what is that four ish months three four -ish months right I, I was actually aware that they were doing this movie yeah no this that is they were doing it i didn't know that it was filming already though oh yeah so let's do if we're anticipating it or perspirating it. Uh, this is my I'm anticipating this one. I, I like am also anticipating. Yeah. Tacos on the table for anticipating. Here's <laughs> one <laughs> to, to, uh, to yes, quench your hunger. Craven, Craven the Hunter has been delayed from October of this year to August of next year. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, so yeah, this, this is perspiration for me. Um, I know that Frey just wants to watch this movie for uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's abs. So I was gonna say I'm anticipating the abs, but perspirating for the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Madam knows me so well. Madam, I know, right? So I, I, I know that you like his abs. That's about it. But I mean, he's that trailer. Just he looks like a sh the, the, the shittiest Craven. I'm you sorry. Could just, you could just take this screenshot and and you're good. You don't need to watch the movie. Yeah. Okay, uh, Madam Weeb. Well, you gotta see the abs move. Come on. Right. You don't know anything about kinks. Just, <laughs> we're not kink shaming. <laughs> just print it out on a piece of paper and just kind of wave it around and you'll be fine. Ooh, he's moving. Put it, yeah, put yeah. it put it up against the fan and then every now and again just it oscillates. Ooh, okay. 
Jesus. <laughs> All right. Craven. Who? Oh. <laughs> Uh, Madam Weeb was moved from February 2024 to... Oh, wait. February 2020. <laughs> it was moved up two days. Oh, got no. moved Valentine's Day. Yeah, it got moved They're up sure two days. dancing around my birthday. It was the Who day does after that? my birthday and the day before my birthday. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah, uh, Sony does. This is a perspiration movie again because I'm not excited for Madam Web. I don't think it needs a movie, but whatever. Um, Trey's going to go see it on her birthday. Anticipation for the female empowerment, but perspiration for the rest of it because I don't think it's going to be that good. It's going to be an origin story we didn't know we needed. All right. Venom 3 is officially <laughs> dated for July 12th of 2024. So we're a little less than oh, a year who away. Is, who's Venom dating? <laughs> who's he dating? He's dating Carnage. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he is. He's oh. not dating Zendaya because apparently everybody else is in Tom Holland's world. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't even know where that came from. Who said that? Let's race to the next one. So Gran Turismo was moved oh. back a couple of weeks from August 11th to August 25th. So still this month, just a few weeks back. Why do they do that? Uh, just going back, Venom 3, I'm not. I I'm I'm, oh. I'm, I'm personally on that one. I'm not excited for this movie. Yeah. Because I think... Uh, uh, the first movie was just kind of like, you know, meh. The second movie was you, you guys messed this up. So uh, I'm not expect I, I, I'm not excited for the third movie, mainly because I know that they're going to do um, oh, what's his name? No, yeah. no. That's who I was. I was no. about to use the name. I know that they're going to do no. Um, they haven't said that they're doing no, but I know they're doing no because I, they feel like they've earned no. And I know that they haven't. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm not excited for this movie. Gran Turismo. I actually am. I'm excited for i am not remotely excited for venom to the point of i'm irritated by how much i'm perspirating <laughs> so you're irritated yeah. that's even a film yeah that it even made it to a third film but i mean people go and watch it and it's made a shit ton of money so i mean like that's the problem is you go and yeah. watch a crappy movie and you know you're, you're telling the studio that make more because you, you know, vote with pay. your dollars exactly all right and, uh, but gran turismo i'm drenched and not wanting to see it like <laughs> completely like soaked through towels bedding everything that i don't want to see it, it actually looks good i, I it, it does and i love the idea of they're not doing a you know hey let's find a like, like let's let's make a story out of this game that makes no sense to the game i like the idea of no let's tell a true story behind something that is it is is involved with gran turismo i i, I think that's actually uh it is game adjacent movie it's a game adjacent movie because the whole story is about a kid who plays gran turismo and becomes an actual race car driver yeah, uh, yeah so no, I, and i mean i i, I dig that i'm just not going to see it in theaters because first of all i'm not i don't really care about nascar and racing well and, it's f1 so it's not really natural. well no i'm just saying racing at like the <laughs> racing thing at all although i do enjoy a good horse race believe it or not but anyway uh and you want to uh, see racing oh, with like, a hint I of animal cruelty this is what you're saying yeah no no oh. I really don't. all right i this uh, gran turismo uh, but yeah so uh, go ahead i was gonna say gran turismo i am <laughs> 
not excited. <laughs> but I think the fact that it's not like a this is a video game movie out to sell video game stuff makes me want to see this where it's like yeah. this is just going to be an interesting story. No, and knowing it's a true story is like yeah. that's more appealing to me than than it being a, a video game movie. Right. I think that's that's what appeals to me for this movie is, is not that it's a video game movie, but it's just the true story aspect of it right. and just kind of like this kid kind of like overcoming adversity kind of thing. Yeah, if you told me that. I mean, I can see that. I see. I'm just waiting for you to finish. I was just going to make a joke, so go ahead. Oh, no. I, I was going to say, since I know it's coming out in the summer, I do think that it's a good summer movie. Like, it is that kind of movie that has the game, like, mm -hmm. name recognition, but is also a true story. So you get that the parents that of the kids that are going to have to see it because they don't want their kids going to see a movie like this by themselves. So then the parents will have something to get into. The kids will have something to enjoy. It's just really hard that's a fine line to make both of those demographics mm -hmm. happy i think so any movie I, yeah, that i don't know i, I won't think see it in the theaters though any movie that has that um based on a true story kind of perks my attention just to see what it's about you know mm -hmm. like whatever that dracula yeah. on the on a boat is if, if you told me that was based on a true story oh, i'd be last like voyage of the demeter i'd be like okay so uh, what i'm, I, I'm, I'm not trying to like i'm not trying to jump too much into this because we do have to like kind of uh cut it down for time but i mean the voyage of the of the demeter demeter uh the whole idea is they took like a throwaway line in the book and made a whole story out of it because that little line was just like you know they um the ship arrived and everyone was dead and they never told that story so they made a whole movie out of that uh, out of like this one little line and i think and that's Dracula's a dracula's voyage right across Dracula's the sea voyage. yeah right and liam Cunningham's in it hey i'll be honest this is just a ripoff of morbius so i'm very offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> Blackula, right? Because there's like an entire sequence in Blackula that is uh, about this. So, uh, hey, this is a movie take. about Dracula. <laughs> okay, the bad one. We've been, we've been kind of holding off, but Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse has been delayed indefinitely. Mm, yeah. So, I don't know if it's the strike or what or whatever's going on, but you know, I think they tried to put this, what, a year away from, from across the Spider Verse, and it's just not going to happen, plus the strikes and everything like that. So, it's delayed right. indefinitely. Ouch. Yeah, this is definitely. Definitely one that I'm anticipating because uh, if you have not seen Into the Spider Verse, I'm sorry, not Into the Spider Verse. It was uh, across the Spider across the Spider Verse. Uh, I mean, just as good as the first one. It, it's so good. Uh, so it, it kind of does, you know, it upsets me that we're not going to be able to see it on time. But I mean, we'll get it eventually, and I'm okay with getting it eventually because, again, I support the strike. I support both strikes. I support the the WGA and SAG AFTRA. Uh, so you know, I the 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 writers and the actors need to get what they deserve uh and i'm willing to sacrifice films and and you know content that's out there if it means that they get what they deserve yeah i i agree i'm i'm like union strong definitely uh if this gets delayed it gets delayed it'll still come out i i know i mean the other two have done so well and spider-man is such a i mean it keeps the company afloat so you def i mean it's definitely gonna come Th that, out that it's, franchise in 
general is the only actual success. I mean, Venom does have some success, but I mean, the Spider-Verse movies are the only actual successful thing that Sony has come up with. If well, we yeah, and Venom. Venom, the only reason Venom is successful is because they have Spider-Man. You couldn't yeah. have Venom if you didn't uh, have Spider-Man. I mean, he's not in the films. There's no Spider-Man in the films. No, but he's a Spider-Man character, so if they didn't own Spider-Man... Spider-adjacent? He's Spider-adjacent. You know, I will take 19 Venoms and Cravens and, and Morbiuses if we can still keep getting Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse movies because I love those oh, yeah. movies. All right, comics explained in the chat saying uh, Spider-Verse movies are God tier. 100% agree with that. Oh, yeah, they definitely. are. What's, what's above God tier? Titan tier. They're Titan tier movies. I, you know, I, I may like... The, Celestial tier. Yeah, I may like the um, Spider Verse movies more than I like any of the MCU movies. Definitely more than any of the DC movies. They're definitely more. They're more Spider Man and more like they 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 tell the story so much better. I sense a bracket coming. Yeah, I, I do. I I really enjoy them. I enjoy them, and I'm not I'm not a Spider Man person. So be a Spider and I've really Gwen person. The... <laughs> <laughs> I do like Ghost, Ghost Spider. Ghost Spider. Yeah, I was gonna say I do like Ghost Spider. But um, no, I I really like I liked all the Tom Holland Spider Mans. I think they've been really good quality. They've done really good with the Spider Man. I think how they introduced Miles in animation and all of the and the way that they did that. I think that's been great. Uh, I don't go out of my way to see Sony movies, but I go out of mm -hmm. my way to see Sony Spider Man movies. And so that you know that tells you something. So yeah, right. definitely. I I'm sad that it's it's on you know it's it's indefinitely postponed but you know they've got to think about it's not just actors it's animation and they can't do the animation until they have the voices and so it's like and the writing they can't yeah. do any of this and yeah it can't write can't you know can't do any of that until the strike is over so yeah and they don't know so i i agree i mean it's it's a bummer and we should organize something on march 29th like do like a rewatch of across the spider verse or something so that like way it. <laughs> that way, yeah, we can we'd be like, hey guys, the, it was supposed to come out today, but let's we'll watch the Cross the Spider Verse and react to it or something. I like it. Right, something right, fun right. like that. So uh, we we definitely went over time on this. Let's 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 move on here. Speaking okay, of miles, let's go to <laughs> some Star Wars news. So Lucas Films Star Wars Lando series is moving forward with Donald Glover set to write and star in the series. Interesting. Childish Gambino. What? <laughs> this is America. All right. The news was first, first this reported. This is the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> The news was first reported by Above the Line, then it was confirmed by Gizmodo, who said Donald Glover will be writing the show with his brother, Stephen Glover. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, God. No, okay, so just, uh, just to kind of interject right here, so... Donald and Steven Glover, not only did, do, do they write Atlanta together, which is like amazing all, all together. They also wrote that un uh, that unmade Deadpool show that apparently was like stupid funny. Oh, I yeah. cannot wait for this. I am so excited. I I love Donald Glover, his mm -hmm. writing. I love his singing and I love his acting. I love Let's his dancing. Let's make it happen, people. I love his hair. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I, I love that. Uh, I, I love that he inspired uh, uh, Miles Morales. 
Morales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Hunt I mean, and... I just, I really like it. I think it's going to be fun. Yep, me too. I like it. Haunted Mansion director Justin Simeon was originally working on the show, but it was said to be off the project. No oh, date. No date when the Lando series will be landing on Disney+. Plus. Wrote in a joke. Wrote in a joke. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was jokectacular. Absolutely was. All right, guys, let's talk this. Uh, so I, I love, and it kind of what Sean is saying in the chat, I, I love Donald Glover already as Lando Calrissian. As, as there, there's all, you know, people have their, their takes on the solo movie, but Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian was probably the best part of that movie. He was uh, really good. I liked right. the movie a lot, but I, he definitely, he, he did a really good job with Lando. He, he was really 100%. Uh, Billy D. Williams vibe because the whole thing is like him, like like the way that he played Lando is exactly how you would picture a young Billy D. Williams. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I absolutely love the idea of not only him continuing to play Lando because that's kind of something everybody wanted. Uh, but again, I mentioned it earlier, him and his brother writing uh, the series itself. You're gonna get that humor. You're gonna get a lot of those Easter eggs because they're so deep cut when it comes to this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I, I would, I, I'm, I love the idea of him writing and starring uh and basically getting a star wars version of atlanta yeah well and he he's a big nerd and i think his brother yeah. is like as big of a nerd as he is yeah. so yes so yeah so i i think that it's in good hands and that's that's what i was worried about before when they were talking about it is because right. i didn't know who they were going to get to do it and as we've all seen especially you can see it in the mcu right now if you don't have a good foundation meaning a good story and script it's really hard for oscar emmy tony winning actors to to give their best performance and so i think with having uh, Don, uh donald and stephen wright right you know writing the show i said donald and stephen wright i don't know why i said that but donald and stephen wright the show and he's gonna be on the show i think that's gonna be really good and i think he'll just he'll know what he wants to do with lando and that character right. And I, so I think it'll be a lot more streamlined. Yeah. So. He'll own it more. Yeah, definitely. Right. I, I love the idea because we talked about this when they first announced that they were doing a Lando show. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of having Billy D. Williams like start off and like tell stories about him being younger and then going to Donald Glover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like you he's, get that swagger just, from both of them. You hear him start the like he narrates every episode, just like the beginning of every episode. You don't actually see him. You just hear the voice. And then you see uh, Donald Glover as Lando and then at the end of it like pre-tape something at the end of it where you see Lando's telling a kid or telling or or writing it down as a book or something right and it's like tales of the Jedi or something like he they name it something in you know some perky end thing but anyway he, he he's like Bilbo Baggins in it yeah <laughs> you know yeah, writing yeah. the story yeah definitely I actually like that a lot. All right. So you, you want to, yeah, I'm not. All right. And it won't ever happen because yeah. it doesn't. Uh, Donald Glover uh, and Stephen Glover. I know you guys watched the show. Just, just just take the ideas. It's fine. Yeah. Come on the show, Childish and Toddler Gambino. <laughs> toddler Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, I would love to have <laughs> Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. Uh, fun fact: You guys know how he got the name Childish Gambino? I'm 
going to say someone gave it to him. It's actually a funny story. So, uh, you know, back in the day when you would get on, um, which was like one of those name generators, on the internet, back, you'd get the, the name generator generators that were on the internet. You would say, plug, plug oh, your name, yeah, yeah, yeah. name like, for you. Yeah. He plugged his name into a Wu-Tang clan. What would your name be if you were in the Wu-Tang clan generator? Yeah. And it came up with Childish Gambino. And that's how he, that's that, that's how he uh, he got his name. Oh, you know, hey, I think that's great. I got my name from a problematic director producer who worked on Buffy, but <laughs> that's a different story that I'm not telling anymore. So <laughs> let's move on to Paramount Pictures. Let's move on to Paramount Pictures. In some <laughs> strange strategy news, Paramount Pictures CEO Brian Robbins has re revealed a new animation strategy for the studio. The strategy specifically does not involve creating original stories and films. So weird. The studio will completely focus yeah. on existing IP. So that means they're going to focus on SpongeBob, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Ninja Turtles. So they have a whole studio for those. The, do you think they're just saying these the like soft part out loud? Like the like, hey, we we agree there are no new ideas in Hollywood. So we're just going to come out and say we're not doing any new animation IP. We're sticking with the ones we got. I, See I don't, you I don't later, like everybody. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like the idea of that because it's kind of like now you're just stifling writers, right? Like, and maybe that's a move that Paramount is doing because they don't have like very much that they can kind of like work on right now. But I mean, like once the writer strike is over, because it would be stupid for it never to end. But I mean, like, you know, uh, once the writer strike is over, all you're doing is stifling your writers. All you're doing yeah. is saying you cannot create new IP. You cannot create new and fun ideas or you cannot create something that uh, that that, you know, just is original, you know, and it's kind of like, again, like what if somebody has an amazing idea for an original IP and Paramount's like, no. So then that writer, you know, if they have a staff writer, like what if they just that, that gives you an excuse to move on to another mm -hmm. studio? I think Viacom, yeah. Viacom or Paramount in this case, because it's not just Viacom, Paramount in this case is is leaving money on the table because they're do, make, making a dumb decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, I mean, it's they're cutting off half of, of their nose, basically. Right. To spite their face. I was trying because, to figure like, out. Yeah, you can have your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all that, but you never know when you're going to get uh, somebody that introduces the new Batman. Not Batman, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a, right. The next a, hit. A global icon. Because, yeah, I mean, it, you know, we there are so many, like, there are so many uh, anime that everybody just loves. And there's so many, like, so we don't know, but that wasn't, that had to be established at some point. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were new IP at some point. Right. So it's like, why limit yourself that much? I mean, so yeah, was I totally Spongebob, so was Avatar. Like, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. just kind of like all that stuff yeah. was new IP at some point. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. It's, it's, it's a dumb idea. Um, yeah, I think, I, I mean, think there's a couple Sean, of different kind of things. I think Sean says it where he says they're playing it safe. Um, I totally agree. I think part of it is just a, a numbers thing because think about the amount of yeah. marketing that needs to go into a project and appeal to, you know, kids and whoever else. But, you know, having an existing IP of SpongeBob, Avatar, Ninja Turtles, they can always push merch that way, you know, but a brand new IP takes so much more effort to market and get product out there to support it. If they got merch, people. Yeah. <laughs> 
The, the, the other thing, though, is and, and you're, you're jumping in because we have one more segment after this. But I mean, like uh, there there is uh, like there's also the the problem that they have with if they do something like that doesn't mean that just because they're marketing something that already exists doesn't mean that it's going to have good writers. You know what I mean? Or that like, you know, you're going to write something that it lives up to Avatar. You're going to write something that lives up to TMNT. SpongeBob, you can do anything. And yeah, I mean, you as long as it's silly and, and you do like some some type of dumb joke. SpongeBob will, will work. You can make that work, right? But yeah. I mean, like Avatar and TMNT, even like a, a lot of the IPs that they have right now, does just because you're doing something that already has an established fan base, doesn't mean you're going to do it right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I just think that they're limiting themselves, and it's mm -hmm. just Absolutely. silly to limit yourself. That, that's the way to go out of business. Funny enough, Paramount actually does have an origin original animated film coming out entitled "Under the Boardwalk," which is going to get a theatrical release. Um, but will now be on, well, will not get a theatrical release, but will be on Paramount Plus. Under the boardwalk. Boardwalk. Yes. I bet you that's a movie. <laughs> So there's some quotes for some from some directors just kind of taking some takes on this. Uh, um, so Guillermo del Toro uh, was not impressed with the news, taking to Twitter to share his thoughts, simply saying, Dear Lord, <laughs> as you know, the director's animated take on uh, Pinocchio won an Oscar for Best Animated Feature earlier this year. I mean, it, it, Can we uh, call it Twitter still? X. I mean, it is still Twitter. X. Uh, but I mean, like... No, I, no, we're going to call it Twitter because I refuse to say X. The, the, the tweets? Did Twitter change names? It still says tweet, retweet. Did yeah. Twitter change its name to X? And I was camping. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, uh, again, Guillermo del Toro just, just all he had to say was dear Lord, right? Like that's a yeah. dumb idea, right? Uh, of course, then we were just talking about uh, the amazing IP that these guys come up with, but Lego movie and Spider-Verse filmmaker Chris Miller, this yeah. is an ignorant attitude. No studio head would say they, would, they wouldn't make an original drama or action movie or a biopic or comedy or wouldn't have made or wouldn't have made Avatar. To suggest animation alone needs to be IP is absurd. Yeah. I mean, you've got like, you even have companies out there doing variations on IP now, like, cause like the Star Wars visions, none of that's canon, yeah, right. but you've got animators doing it. Yeah. It's Disney doing it, but they're, they're taking the IP that they have and using it in new and different right. ways, but they're also inventing new parts of that yeah, IP. New ways and to tell new saying, stories. Yeah. yeah and right. what they're saying is they just want to do their IP because that's the only thing that makes them money. So yeah. that's And they still find a way to get merch. They they got merch, people. Cue that. Bill. They got merch, people. <laughs> oh, was I was I supposed to do that? Uh, we way? got T-shirts no. and and a hat, yeah, one hat. Hold on. We got. They got merch, people. <laughs> I don't know why that wasn't working. All right. Uh... <laughs> But before we get into merch, because we do have one more segment tonight, because I, I see James trying to transition here. This is going to be, uh... be a lot of hot takes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this last segment. It's time. Break it down. It's time for the breakdown. <laughs> Secret Invasion, episode six. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Secret Invasion, Samuel L. Jackson's spy thriller vehicle from Marvel Cinematic Universe has concluded its six-part run. It seems actually kind of short. Six six episodes? Shit. It was six short. Six-part run. Um, if not overwhelming finale. It seems way too long. Yeah. Um, when we left off, uh, Fury donned his iconic eye patch, once again preparing for a final face-off against the Rebel Scroll leader Gravik. Gaia brings Gravik a Super Scroll showdown while Fury aims to solve the 
the Colonel Rhodes issue alongside Sonya Fallsworth, my new favorite Marvel character. Sonya Fallsworth is amazing. I love I love that character. All right. So before we get into the Easter eggs and all that stuff, what were you expecting out of the finale of Secret Invasion? I was expecting a lot more. Honestly, I, I, I was expecting more of a... I was expecting more from Rhodey. Uh, I felt like there there wasn't like it was very anticlimactic with the way that they 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 showed off Rhodey. I feel like we didn't get we didn't get any Avengers at all. And I get it. They tried to make it like you know, oh yeah, I want to do this on my own. But it's like <sighs> Secret Invasion in the comics was the 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 stakes and the scale were mm-hmm. a lot larger in the comic than they were right. in the show. And I feel yeah. like we didn't get the stakes that we should have gotten, uh, especially with like you know. Kind of, we're going to talk about this Easter egg in a minute, but it's just kind of like the way that the uh, the harvest, mm-hmm. yeah. like the way that they kind of like talk about the harvest. Like we didn't get to see any of those characters, right? Now we know that um, they exist in there because you know, spoilers, guys. We're going to talk a little bit of spoilers here, but you know, when they have this whole Super Scroll showdown that that, that happens, they pretty much use powers from every character in Marvel. So it's yeah, like, you no, know, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah like it, it wasn't a, 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 a it wasn't an issue with as far as far as like animating everything on there it could have been that they just didn't want to spend the money on the actors it could be you know i i feel like they wanted to accomplish two separate things for the show they wanted us to learn more about fury and his past and see him more vulnerable and they wanted to introduce the scrolls and then being disgruntled and to start the process to get to secret to the secret wars um i think that's what they wanted to accomplish we did learn more about fury but how how they showed the scrolls and what they showed the scrolls, like how they showed them being disgruntled and everything, didn't move the story along right. at all. I, I really didn't. Like the, they could have just given Gaia powers. Yeah, in you could have made it a super scroll from the beginning. Yeah, they could have done it from the beginning, and it that would have been a lot better. But no, they didn't. So I, I had, I was very disappointed in in the season finale. Very disappointed in it because it didn't. I don't think it did what it intended to do. I think mm-hmm. it either it, it was like. They they introduced and dipped their toes into certain uh, certain things like certain okay we're gonna dip our toes and it's gonna be a spy thriller oh we're gonna dip our toes and it's gonna be uh, oh this is an alien invasion oh we're gonna dip our toes and oh, it's a point. love yeah. story yeah and so it it dipped its toes into too many kiddie pools and it should have stayed in one kiddie pool yeah and folded the other stuff into it as a B story and a C story but they didn't do that they wanted to make every single story an A story and it right. overcrowded it and convoluted all of it right right you know I, again i feel like they didn't do they didn't do enough with well like like kind of with gravik uh i felt like i i understand that they wanted to kill off some of those characters but it's just mm-hmm. kind of like uh, some of it was really anticlimactic like some of it was just mm-hmm. kind of like you know they were re- not really they, they didn't really do justice to those characters by killing them the way they did yeah maria hill's death yeah. really meant nothing and talus's death really meant nothing right because they were trying to stop a war and then at the very end with Ritson going no if they're not human they're gone you know yeah. that kind of thing and so that's like you know it's like that those are Asgardians too right I mean Asgardians aren't human so I mean they can blend in better but they're not human and so I you know th- 
this is starting a bigger thing and I, I see what they did there. They could have made three one and a half hour episodes, like kind of like a Sherlock Holmes kind of like the Sherlock show, BBC Sherlock show mm -hmm. and and had that and just made it like that and made it like special presentation type of thing. Uh, and it would have, I think it would have been better because is, is President Ritson standing in for Senator Kelly at this point? Yeah. Because because that's the whole thing is like now they're doing a, you know, uh, if you are not human, then uh, we're waging a war against you. And it's like, okay, well, does that mean with all the Easter eggs we got for like people who are superhuman and people with the X factor and everything like that? Yeah. Does that mean that President Ritson now becomes our Senator Kelly in the MCU? He's the dude I, that's like, you I know, setting it, up like, yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, we don't consider superhumans uh, uh, human either. Right. Oh, know? and mutants aren't human. And so, hey, and, well, I think Ritson saying that on national television may bring the X-Men, if they're on Earth, mm -hmm. may bring the X-Men out of hiding because they're like, well, no, now we're, you know, we've been, you know, surreptitiously fighting evil, and but not, do, you know, just doing it in Let's, our little yeah. area right, and then like, bring it, them out. And then Rogue takes Gaia's powers because now she mm -hmm. has Miss Marvel's or, well, Captain Marvel's powers. Right. And she takes her powers. So that will nerf her. And then, and then we still have Carol out there being cosmic. Right. She hasn't been on Earth. She hasn't been on Earth long enough for Rogue to take her powers. But I think, I mean, that would be an easier way to, <laughs> like, to enter, like, with the introduce the mutants, that would be an easier way to depower uh, Gaia. And that, that would nerf her. So, I, you know, that's my idea to nerf her is that actually the mutants now hearing Ritson's declaration of war on anyone that's not fully human, they, the mutants come out of hiding because they know what it's like to be out, you know, outcasts and they start, uh, and yeah. And to keep Gaia from going all ham on it, uh, they, yeah, they have rogue just nerfer. Right. I, um, I think it was too easy with this whole super scroll. Let's it, it, you, you can become a super scroll faster than you can get a happy meal. Like I did not understand was like, just, you want a power, you get a power give here you get all the powers why isn't there a gazillion super scrolls already instead of just people hanging out in in some russian you know radioactive town why don't they just pump them all into you know make them all super scrolls i don't get it they have that technology just sitting I think there that was like yeah it's very like six thousand dollar man um six million dollar man <laughs> i really shortchanged him all right um <laughs> It's a recession. Uh, so no, I you know it has a recession. Yeah, there's yeah, I I agree with you. Why didn't they have it? But I was under the impression that they hadn't finished it yet. Yeah. And so like Gravik was like the guinea pig, so to speak, and maybe a couple of the other ones, but that was it. And so. then she she shot him, right? Like oh mm -hmm. my gosh, and then he dies. He shot her like no, she two did, episodes she did, before. She, like, did the frost beast thing? She had that frost. It was like a frost sword, and she like went all the way through him. Right, like, but she, when, but when she like killed him killed him yeah, it was just like a like a oh, yeah she shot him in like right here but he has the extremis thing he should re regenerate or whatever i don't know it just it felt it was just a little weird the i like the idea of secret invasion i liked the fury stuff it just felt a little it felt too short gotcha it felt too short but it also felt too long like to me honestly it did and sometimes it like, wide it was wide yeah, in long, certain places wide and long like a semi truck yes uh but but 
never as long as they really tell you it is. Um, but I just, yeah, I think that there were some parts I was really invested in the Fury stuff, not so invested in the Skrull stuff. Right. And then when the whole Scrody happened, I was like, oh, we're going to get this. We're going to get Rhodey versus Scrody, and it's going to be fantastic. And we didn't get that, so it was another disappointing thing. We got me. no War Machine in this whatsoever. No. And it's like, okay, so we have Colonel Rhodes, but we have no War Machine whatsoever. And that kind of like bothered me as well. Is like, you know, like, like, why are you going to bring Colonel Rhodes into this whole thing and not have him be War Machine at any point? Should we talk about Rhodey right now? Scrody? Yeah. Are we going to talk about Scrody or are we going to talk oh, about Rhodes? We're actually going to talk about Rhodey. So, like, the, I mean, the whole thing with Colonel Rhodes in this is when they do recover Colonel Rhodes, mm -hmm. uh, it's very obvious that, uh, you know, he's he's in a uh, hospital gown when they find him. Uh, yeah, he was going in for a colonoscopy. <laughs> he's only been Scrody for a few weeks. That's why his legs are, are weak. Yeah. Colon but that's the thing. Like I called this though. I said that at some point when they when when the scroll took over, uh, it was that that's going to be the explanation as to why Rhodey can just walk, right? Because like if you remember Civil War, after Civil War, at the end of Civil War, when they show him in recovery, he's got like robotic legs, right? You got magic legs. He got magic legs, right? But I mean, like every <laughs> time we saw him after that, every scene you see him in, uh, up until we get to Endgame, he's got these like robot legs on because right. in uh, Infinity War. At the beginning of Infinity War, or the no, sorry, the beginning of Endgame, when they show him, he still has the robot legs. Right, yeah. right, right. So it's obvious that he can't just walk on his own because, yeah, he got paralyzed. You know, so he's, you know, uh, Tony made this these legs for him to walk on, uh, and they probably add on to the War Machine suit, right? So I mean, like you have this version of Rhodey where you know he's been severely injured, he can't walk on his own, but then all of a sudden, in like the next movie after Endgame, where you see him, he's walking fine and he's wearing a regular suit and it's like like how did he just recover so that's yeah. kind of where i feel like you know after endgame is where they took over yeah i'm wondering about that too i mean i was kidding about that but i really hope it was after um falcon and the winter soldier yeah because if it wasn't then that just really cheapened yeah. that conversation that he but he didn't have Sam magic Wilson. legs then he had normal legs no well he he had the suit on yeah but that's that's what i'm saying is that i i'm hoping that he was roadie then and yeah. Brody. They I'm they alluded, and that's why I say oh you know, he was just going in for a colonoscopy or something. So, they yeah, alluded to it. They alluded to it happening like right after Civil War. That's and they haven't confirmed anything yet. But you know they said yeah. uh, it'll it's going to be interesting to see how far back this scroll invasion has been. So you know Gosh, they're alluding it to. Well, if they'll talk about that in I don't know a movie called Armor Wars. I, yeah. And I think that's where we're going to see yeah. uh, more of it. I think we're going to see Rhodey with like you know being war machine again because also pay attention to like the fact that we haven't seen him in the war machine costume since endgame that's true right like since endgame we have not seen him suit up in, in in the armor at all you know every time you see him he's in a suit yeah oh no it's true i i mean and i i agree like if it is but i just really hate that if he is if that was Brody, then it's really gonna mess with sam wilson and it's really it just cheapens that whole like pet talk he yeah the dialogue their so, interaction yeah. yeah totally yeah so and then there was another thing guy telling the story as fury um that irked me it irked me a lot yeah because i was like i was like i just don't feel like that was her story to tell you know what i'm right. saying like so even I, to sell totally that agree. was that he was that she was being fury i just i that i left bad taste in my mouth sorry i mean again there's a, there's a lot that went on in this show that i felt was not executed right uh and and just kind of like 
again, like we should have seen way more, not just super scrolls, but just like kind of like, especially like w with the way that they, they show the harvest and how he gets his powers and everything like that. And they have all these powers for all these characters. Like there was so much more potential for the, the beginning of the show being that they got the harvest already and they're making super scrolls or that they had gotten the harvest a long time ago and made super scrolls to be in place of all of these characters the way that it was in right. the comics. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Instead this is just... almost like baby secret invasion. Right, because the only character that we got where there was a scroll that took over a Marvel character was was Colonel Rhodes. Yeah. And I felt like that's that's that was too minor of a character to just he was the only person that was impersonating that scroll was impersonating. Yeah. You know, they, there were so many more heroes. They obviously didn't have the budget to show off all these characters, you know, yeah. the way well, they did it. In I, I think that they were too ambitious with everything they wanted to do in the six episodes. Um, I really feel like that's part of it because it's like if the, if you take out all the scroll stuff and it's just pure, like just Fury's story, uh, it's it's a good story. Right. And if you just do all the scroll stuff and take out all the Fury stuff and it's just, hey, these are, you know, we need you guys to know that sprawls were invading all of the governments like kind of thing i, I don't think that this yeah. should have been secret invasion i think this could have just been a nick fury show and it would have been fine yeah yeah, yeah good point yeah so i mean i've got things that i think might happen i think that sonia and um gaia i think this may be the start to a new invasion uh invaders team so okay. and that it's going to be the people that are on the side of the scrolls not being killed so so we'll get like guy will be in there and they may get you know they there may be some british heroes we might get a captain britain in it we might That'd get be amazing if we got a yeah. captain britain in this i mean again they've been teasing captain britain for a long time now i was thinking yeah. that's what they recruited her to be captain britain i was wondering about that too like maybe if she was doing that i i just i definitely see that her sonia and her working together is going that there's going to be a team involved there uh, sonia will be a part of it because i mean her last name is the same as uh, the British guy in Captain America, the first Avenger. So, and I think that, and she's, I think, supposed to be like his one of his descendants. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, I could totally see that. And the in Invaders, Union Jack was a member of the Invaders, the original Invaders. Right. And that's who her ancestor was to the Captain America team. Like it was that he was. All right. I mean, I, I would, I would prefer that if they do anything, like, if we get Brian Braddock, I'd rather Brian Braddock be like he was Captain Britain in like the 60s or something like that. Yeah. Well, and he was during Excalibur too, and that was in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, like in the um in 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 the MCU. Like I would rather that Brian oh, yeah. was Captain Britain, like secretly Captain Britain, uh, but in the 60s, because there was a uh Easter egg in um in and was it Endgame? I haven't Ooh. heard of this Easter egg, so I'm very yeah, excited about there was an Easter Easter egg where um when they went when when he went back in time when um Logan. when Tony when Tony went back in time right and oh, when they went to the 70s it was the 70s is what it was yeah. uh you know and and he was um and and he's walking he's walking by the shield office and um and Peggy Carter yeah is in the other room and they see Peggy Carter talking mm -hmm. right but you don't see what Peggy Carter's saying yeah uh somebody um like read the lips and figured out what they were saying and Marvel confirmed it that they were talking about Captain Britain oh and that makes sense because she would know Captain 
separate. Right. So like, I would rather that they do like, if they did a series, like do, or a movie, you know, do Brian Braddock in the seventies. Right. Oh, that'd be cool. And then I guess, you know, if they do like a current Captain Britain, you know, rather than being, than it being Brian Braddock, like make it Betsy Braddock. She's the current Captain Britain. Oh yeah. Like she's almost like a granddaughter and like Either a granddaughter she or, has, or something. she's a granddaughter and a mutant and her brother is Brian Braddock as well. And he's a mutant as well. And because he becomes Captain first and then she can right. later, but yeah, that would be so amazing. And that's why I'm saying like, like have have Brian Braddock be the character from the 70s and then you have current uh uh Captain Britain be Betsy Braddock right and you have Betsy Braddock just tearing shit up right like oh, I yeah. especially with that 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 laser sword that she has like I would mm -hmm. love to see Betsy Braddock oh yeah that would be amazing mm -hmm. and I did see that you actually took words that I said gave definitions to them thank you I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate Google because I was lost for a hot minute so you're kind of talking about mutants you're kind of talking about you know um captain britain and and psylocke there vara let's talk about vara and her work because one of the her last lines yeah. in the show was my work is here she's like i'm, I'm right. something about i'm close I'm, i need to be close to my work my work is here and in an earlier episode they talked about her um she wrote a book or something about Several like books. like she's a doctor she's, yeah super yeah. Like superhuman a, or something like that but like unlocking the superhuman gene right right mm -hmm. i yeah, think i definitely think i mean i think she knows charles xavier i think she uh i think it, that's a big deal i think they're still teasing mutants i think we're getting closer and closer each show each like giving powers to the non-powered is technically a mutation a it's just a right. yeah it's just a mutation that right with like spider-man is a mutate yeah he's a mutate so they're getting us closer we're i just think that we're too distracted to see the the mutants on the wall <laughs> kind of thing so and every step we get closer to deadpool every step we get closer to secret wars to kang dynasty i think we're going to start seeing more and more mentions of mutates and mutants and different things like so that. do you think so. that's how this connects to the bigger mcu storyline yeah well i think the scroll uh the secret invasion is the jumping off point for secret wars and secret wars is more is going to be more the terrestrial mm -hmm. heroes and their uh their story arc and their storyline mm -hmm. whereas the characters like captain like the marvels and stuff like that they're gonna be more cosmic dealing with kang right and so they'll be kang dynasty and then they'll all come together for secret wars I, nick I fury can live in both those worlds right so that would be why this is kind of the jumping off point for secret wars because we already got the jumping off point for uh king dynasty and right. yeah, so i have i have an idea here uh that may lead into kind of like discovery of mutants right okay i feel like with president ritson starting this whole if you're not human thing kind of like going back to what we were talking about before mm -hmm. um i think that the government is going to come up with a way like like a scanner of some sort that makes it so that they can figure out who the scrolls are so they can hunt scrolls right or if you're human like, or not and that's like, uh, what i'm saying is in the process whatever the scanner is makes it so that they can detect whether you're human or not and they start finding these people who aren't scrolls but also aren't human 
and, and aren't Asgardian. Like, and aren't Asgardian, things like that. They aren't what they already know, right? And that's how they discover mutants. That, yeah, that might be a good idea. And those scanners could be uh, humanoid and purplish and silver <laughs> and tower over everything like a 20-story building. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think is next? I like or, that idea. What do you think is next for Nick next? Fury for MCU? Because they did tease that, again, like last minute of the show, they're like, oh, there's there's a peace treaty with the with the uh, scrolls and the Kree, so we're just gonna go handle that real quick. I'm like, wait, That's, what? Okay, so this is why I think that it was not enough time and too much time. This is another example because we didn't get to see any type of conversation that he had about how he knew that information. He just right. locked it down, and then there and there was another like thing before that, like where he said something, and I was like, how does he how does he freaking know about this? And they did really well up until he was listening to Vara uh, and and Scrody. And then after that, it was like he didn't know how to bug anything and let us listen to it kind of thing. It was right. like, what the hell? So I didn't realize where the free thing was coming. Obviously, he had to talk to the to them to get a passage back. But it's like, you know, we didn't we had no clue that anything like that was even happening. And I know there was some talk that the Marvels was actually supposed to take place before Secret Invasion and then they flip-flopped them and so that may so something in the Marvels may give us that oh hey the Kree want to talk peace with the scrolls and Which so that makes may be no something. sense because they don't know how many or how many scrolls there are left why all of a sudden would they be like hey you know guys feel bad for killing all y'all how many are you a million and when you guys come back we'll talk feels it, weird it's also it keeping may... in mind that Carol Danvers is technically Kree so I mean yeah but she also has been making it really hard for the Greek and has been going yeah. and kicking people's butts. Right. So but that may so, also have brought the Greek yeah. to that. I think what we're going to find out is that this the Greek saying that they that they want peace is a lure to get Captain Marvel to come out and be the ambassador or whatever. And then they're going to try to capture her or eliminate her in some way so that they don't have to uh, make peace with the scrolls and they can just get rid of them altogether. So. The other interesting thing is like with everything that we've come up with on this, like where does Kamala play into all this as well? Because yeah. remember, Kamala is a mutant at this point. So, mm-hmm. well, she's a double whammy because right. that's going to be. I mean, that's it. But yeah, so I, you know, I think we'll see Nick Fury. I know we'll see him in the Marvels, and because we've seen him in the Marvels in the trailer, <laughs> so we're going to see him there. I'm wondering. I don't know if I don't think we'll see him in Loki. We definitely no. won't see him. In, well, maybe we will see him in the. Ahsoka show. Ahsoka. <laughs> well, I mean, Mace Windu, not like, you know, like you know, I don't think uh, that would be funny if it wasn't here. And he's like, I've got this group. <laughs> he gives the whole Avengers to her. And oh, she's sorry. like, I am no Avenger. <laughs> like, so. Anyway, sorry. Jesus. Off <laughs> I, you know, he may show up in Echo. I don't see why he would. I think that's a little far fetched. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think the the next time we'll see him is in the Marvels. And that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's probably going to be it. Um, and then we'll see him. We may see him again in Secret Wars. Secret Wars, right? Yeah. But I do think that Thunderbolts is Val's uh, response to Ritson's uh, command, so to speak. It's going to be interesting on that because again, I was I was hoping for more Easter eggs uh, uh, leading into kind of like that stuff, like to kind of lead on. The other thing that kind of really upset me about this was 
no post credit at all? No, not at all. And I was excited about that. Too. This is the first one. Yeah. And like, why no post credit? Like, you're not leading into the rest of the, C the, 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 the MCU. Like, we have no Easter egg to get us excited for the next like, thing. Like, why? Do you know what they could have done? It could have been six months later, and all we see is somebody uh, passing out flyers or somebody knocking on, on just Jane Doe's door and they they hand you know they hand her some information you don't even see the faces of the people and you see the information and it says something about Ross for president yeah you know something like that that, would that, be that could because, be an easy one yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you don't even have to like yeah. worry about it. it's just like that um that would have been a fantastic easter egg because I was going to say if we do see Nick Fury again other than the Marvels I think he'll be in Captain America Brave New World that makes sense kind of I mean continue. I could see it because he did save Ritson's life like he right. just basically told the president as he was leaving Earth told the president dude that was a bad idea and you really shouldn't have freaking done it I mean honestly he said basically says the whole thing to him and I'm just like okay alright Nick look even when you're out you're in we know but don't be out anymore just get up on the freaking space station alright no it's too salty I apologize and okay. speaking of salty there's there's a celestial baby in salty water and nobody said anything yet how many shows have we gone through since <laughs> the eternals how many movies and shows and there's just like oh right we still have the, the baby. baby there's a yeah, I'm, baby. yeah I'm, I'm tired of that i'm i'm convinced it didn't happen well no I, I, they, they said that they're gonna they're gonna address it but the thing is is that it hasn't been addressed yet i was like i don't know where that's at you know just kind of like, like what are you waiting for are you waiting for jennifer walters to i don't know traverse the globe and go hey look there's a huge <laughs> a huge thing made out of marble coming out of the right and i think it might actually be uh you know an actual like used to be living thing so i don't know so let's uh let's give a rating for the overall show so just not not just this episode because rate the whole show Got it. This, yeah this episode definitely uh lowered a little bit for me yeah uh but uh g give us a rating guys go for it Frey. i just don't know how much this series moved the story forward yeah we got to know a lot more about nick fury we did get to see uh talus's daughter all grown up right um and we got sonia farnsworth and you know what or fallsworth fallsworth fallsworth, fallsworth. fallsworth. Fall. okay um sh and she was delightful and i will watch any mcu movie or yep. series that she is in absolutely so she's our spy master at this point yeah i love her um i think she might be uh what was the other there was another big spy person that fury uh was not involved with but like knew they were like really close and i can't remember who it is another woman it wasn't jessica drew although she does wear a lot of red so she may be our jessica drew <laughs> it's like so she may be our version of that where it's just she's just such a spy master type thing. but i i just i thought it was a good series overall i just don't know how it so me saying that i don't know how it moves the story along impacts my rating so i'm gonna give it six sonia fallsworth's giggles <laughs> <laughs> out of 10 nick fury telling people to not that no one calls him nick okay all right okay by you right. james um 
I I was very excited for the show, but then leading into it week to week, I almost feel like it um, uh, was detrimental that it went week to week because there were so many questions and not like edge of my seat cliffhanger questions. It's just like, what are they doing? You know, and then no payoff on certain things like losing Maria Hill, um, losing Talos, that sort of thing. Like it was very disappointing. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be her like um, funeral when. Um, 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 Rhodey met up with Vara at some cathedral. I thought that was going to be for her, yeah. but it wasn't. Right. So I was just irritated by the whole thing. It, like what you said, it didn't feel like it pushed the story forward. There was like two lines from Nick Fury at the very end just to sort of connect it to the Marvels. So I want to give this um, four eye patches out of 10 uh, glasses that didn't pay off either. Like, what's the point of the cool glasses? You you didn't pay those off. You can't see scrolls with them. Right. So disappointing. (laughs) What about you, Young Phil? Uh, So I'm going to give this uh, six overpowered super scrolls uh, out of 10 Nick Fury not saying motherfucker in the show. even attempted at all at least we almost got one at, at the end of uh infinity war but right not, yeah nothing in this one yeah and that was like a that was a uh post-credit scene too yeah so but no don't do a post-credit scene i mean nick fury was just in the first post-credit scene in the mcu but whatever exactly you don't put a post-credit scene in the 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 the, the, the show that's about nick fury when this dude lives in post-credit scenes mm-hmm. yeah but what's next loki loki's the next yeah. But I mean, for Marvel. Oh, for Marvel, I think yeah, it is Luke. I think I don't. I think I don't Loki's know in October. Echoes at the end of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. Echoes at the end of the year. Um, so yeah, Loki's next. Loki you know what will really yeah. upset me? What, what will really upset me is if Echo turns out to be a really good show. And it's like, <laughs> why did Su- uh, Secret Invasion go week to week and it was not that good? But Echo is getting released all at once and it's a good show. Because misogynists are in charge. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for Loki. I definitely, that first trailer really made it seem like it looks good. It looks like it, I think it's, it's the same people coming back for the second season that were that were part of the first season it looks like we're going to either get to see what the tva members did before they were tva like oh, where yeah. they like yeah. where they got pruned or whatever so i think that yeah i think i'm i'm excited to see what they do just seems kind of cool and the concept's yeah. great because he's he's definitely mcu's doctor who so. yeah the, the big question great. is uh do we get a wow out of morbius out of mobius maybe i think we'll get a win I think he's he's going to be like the comedy relief of this show. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think so. That whole thing is like, you know what that is? Like, yeah. he's, and he's like, I need yeah. pie. He's like, Don't hey, you like pie? So? That's that's good pie. <laughs> and it's green pie. Yeah, it, that's thyme pie, guys. Key it's lime looks delicious. Uh, the most exciting part of uh, of everything that's going on right now uh, is this, ladies and gentlemen. We got merch, people. <laughs> I we... think they need a t-shirt cannon. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> For the next con we do. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hats. Hats are 35 bucks. Come get it. Galaxy Gray right here goes nicely with my tan skin. That's so nice. Or oh, we got shirts. You can just DM us at distance nerding on Instagram. Let us know what size you're looking for. Shirts are 20 bucks if you're local here in the Sacramento area. Or 25. We gotta ship it to you. Even if you live in a different state, that's fine, I guess. 
Sure. Um, or I live in a different state. You got, and you got a shirt. You're welcome. And also, uh, check like out LuchaRillas.com. Oh, the link. LuchaRillas.com. We have our Nerdarilla shirt that you can um, check out. Oh, look at you with the graphic, the timely graphic. You can get a shirt. You can get the Nerdarilla in a box. Bill, timely for nothing. <laughs> I call Victor, him uh, timely. I call him Young Minutes. That's that's his name. Minutes. <laughs> All right. Oh, Game streams. Let's talk about some schedule action. Schedule action. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, check out the streams. Uh, so all the different shows that we got on our schedule, guys. Mondays, game streams from 8 to 12. Uh, I just beat Jedi Survivor on uh, on Monday. Uh, you know, we uh, uh, it took forever. Uh, I actually had to weaken myself and go down to Jedi Padawan because Bodakuna was way too hard of a character. Uh, he was still hard even when I lowered the difficulty on him. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, that, that's how hard that is. So I was like, oh my God, if you try to play this on Grandmaster, it just kills you in one hit. Guarantee it. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, so so uh, game streams, I am currently now playing Street Fighter VI. Uh, and uh, and guys, if you are, if you're an old school gamer, if you played Final Fight and if you played uh, Street Fighter back in the day, it's basically a cross between Final Fight and Street Fighter all in one game. Uh, so you get to roam around uh, uh, the city uh, and, uh, and fight just kind of random characters and then it's like street fighter on the side it's it's kind of a cool concept because it's very different from uh, any other street fighter game that's out there so uh check that out guys uh now what i want to do in the future is play uh the sh uh the the shadow of mordor games right so shadow of mordor shadow of war uh the two uh, uh lord of the rings games that showed up on uh on consoles a while back i kind of want to play those two games and uh and play those on stream just because i think they'd be fun uh now on tuesdays the show you're watching right now the download 6 30 to 8 30 normally to 8 30 of course we went over an hour but uh from 6 30 to 8 30 doing uh, uh all the fun things like um uh, uh news rumors uh trailer reactions reviews breakdowns all that kind of stuff guys you find all that kind of fun stuff on tuesdays on the download on thursdays we do the build from 6 to 8 on twitch and youtube come and hang out with your boy young phil as i build some lego right now i am building captain rex's helmet uh and we talk to uh, um, anywhere from local artists to uh, celebrities to uh, just fun people and we do the brackets on the build guys so right now we're still doing summer of DC uh, trying to get through that because uh, sometimes these interviews get so interesting we forget to do the brackets so uh, but it's fun stuff guys so you know come and hang out with us uh, on all the stream check out our schedule everything we have scheduled uh, and have some fun with us absolutely and yeah graveyard is in the chat right he's the beard in the chair he's the one that figured out how to beat Boda Kuna. Oh, he's got a mini me with him. Wow, you're muted, James. James, you're muted. You're muted. You're Have something you want to discuss? Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group the Distance Nerding 10 post? Nerding 10? <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. The distance nerding ten post. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so guys, just throwing it out there, right? If you head over to distancenerding.com on the top top corner, right, it's a little corner on the top. I'm gonna go real soft and and low right here. Uh, there's a little button that you can tap, and it says join the taco party, ladies and gentlemen. You can join the taco party and 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 be the coolest part of distance nerding. Uh, continue supporting us and and make it so that we can continue doing shows and and going out to see everybody. Uh. 
uh, and, and getting more prizes to send out like the one we just randomly gave out at the beginning of the show today. Uh, connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, Discord, Threads, MySpace, Facebook. I said Facebook. Um, GeoCities. Cookies. Cookies? Oh, he's, he's eating, eating a cookie. He's eating a cookie. He's eating a Biscoff. Okay, an Eric Biscoff. Uh... <laughs> Let's 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 go to uh, of course the OnlyFans. It's only pictures of Aaron Watson's feet and mandals. Uh, guys, of course you can connect with us all at all those places at Distance Nerding. And uh, of course, if you want to shoot us an email, email us at dist. It's <laughs> nerdy at aol.com. And we will read it on air. Uh, anything you want to send us, we'll read it. If you tell, want to tell us how much we suck, uh, if you want us to break up with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your significant other, uh, whatever they your are, dog. your dog, you want to break up with your dog? Yes, we'll do that. Happy birthday, I mean, graveyard. Well, that would be really cruel, but hey, if you want us to tell tell you happy birthday, yeah, we could do that too. And we will come up with an elaborate way, like Saint Beard's Day. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. If I can connect, Ro getting the powers of Captain Marvel from Gaia, we can make a special birthday announcement right now. I like it. Alright, y'all. Thanks, and keep nerding together. Nerd at some nerding. point in time. Alright, let's do it! It's time for the dance party! Celebrating James coming back. They're so little. Bombshell. This is Bombshell Wonderful. <laughs> I lost Alan Fernandez. <laughs> Woo! Alan, come back to us! This was a production of the Distance Nerding Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together.